What were the accomplishments of Ezra and Nehemiah? Ezra and Nehemiah were both prominent leaders of the repatriate community that had returned from exile. Their historical context was when Judah was under political control of the Persian Empire. For Judah, it was a time of social displacement, trauma, poverty, oppression. This makes the accomplishments of Ezra and Nehemiah much more impressive. Ezra's primary accomplishment was the reestablishment of Torah as the central authority for the Jewish people. In 539 BC, the Judeans returned to Jerusalem and they eventually rebuilt the temple under the leadership of Zerubbabel and Yeshua. Ezra is not introduced until chapter 7, and at the time the temple was rebuilt, worship was reestablished to some degree, the Bible tells us that Ezra was both a priest and a scribe of Torah. But we get the clearest sense of Ezra in chapter 7 verse 10, which says, For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord, the Torah of the Lord, and to do it and to teach the statutes and ordinances in Israel. So Ezra wanted to return to Jerusalem to kind of straighten out the people. And so he made a request to the Persian king, and it was granted. Not only did Ezra have permission to return, but he received generous material backing to finance the reestablishment of Torah-centered worship. King Artaxerxes commissioned Ezra with two very specific orders. One, to appoint leaders to teach Torah, and two, to punish those who did not obey the Torah of God. So Ezra returns and builds the religious community in Jerusalem, reestablishing worship by delivery of the temple supply, all the goods for sacrifice, and also controversially by his forcing the non-Judeans to leave the country and breaking up mixed marriages between the Judeans and the Canaanites. Now you need to be very careful on how you understand this part of Ezra hermeneutically. This is not a sanction for any type of Christian xenophobia, but more an emphasis that the identity of the Torah-centered community must be holy and completely devoted to God without exception. Now Nehemiah was a very different sort of character in the Bible. Uh, he was pretty emotional, strong-willed, he was a little bit arrogant. In fact, Nehemiah 1 begins with his weeping over the state of the Jerusalem walls. His primary accomplishment was the repair and rebuilding of these walls of Jerusalem, despite opposition from the northern city of Samaria, which remained wallless during this entire period. Nehemiah leads this rebuilding under great duress. Nehemiah 4 talks about how the people physically constructed the wall while holding weapons, swords and spears, to prevent sabotage from neighboring cities. The walls are declared complete in chapter 7. Nehemiah then appoints temple personnel, singers, Levites, as well as political leaders. And in chapter 8, the people are gathered and Ezra reads aloud from the Torah to the people. The people pray to God, confess their sins, in turn recognizing why the walls had been destroyed in the first place. And they pledged themselves to Torah and temple. And this is all in the context of completing the repairs on the walls of Jerusalem. You see, walls in the ancient world had a very important political function. They protected the city from raids and other military incursions. The walls secured the economic assets of the cities. 
walls also delimited the city boundaries, which is important in Nehemiah because Jerusalem is contending with Samaria for power and prestige. This is true for the Jerusalem wall, it's very political, but in addition for Nehemiah, the wall also has a distinct theological purpose. We know from other parts of the Bible that the original walls of Jerusalem were destroyed because of the people's sins. And the destruction of the walls allowed for exile. It allowed the Babylonians to enter the city, capture it, destroy the temple, and plunder the goods for use in Babylon. And more importantly, the end of the walls signaled the exile for the people of the city. But here, the construction of the walls symbolizes the return of God theologically, in His great mercy to once again dwell in the new temple. So the reconstruction of the wall is tantamount to God's forgiveness for the people and their renewal to follow Torah. So for Ezra, the primary accomplishment was the establishment of Torah. And for Nehemiah, the repair of the wall. And both of these accomplishments, Torah and wall, are deeply tied to the identity of the Judeans. And by identity, I'm referring to the very essence of the Judean people. Identity is a crucial, central theme in Ezra and Nehemiah. And we know this in part because roughly half of Ezra and Nehemiah consists of lists of names. We get the census lists of those who returned in Ezra 2 and Nehemiah 7. But in addition, we get lists of the builders of the wall in Nehemiah 3, the priests and the Jewish settlements in Nehemiah 11. We get pledge lists in Ezra 1 and Nehemiah 10. When Christians read the Bible, we sometimes don't know what to do with these long lists. They're kind of boring. Well, for Ezra and Nehemiah, these lists point to the importance of the identity for the community that returns from exile. Who is Judean and how do we know? those who follow and obey Torah, and those who benefit and reside within the city walls of Jerusalem, not only in the political and economic protections, but in the theological promises that come alongside this wall. Both Torah and the Jerusalem wall are fundamental constructs for the identity of the Judeans as God's people. And in this sense, Ezra and Nehemiah not only align well together historically, as they both arise from the same general time, but Ezra and Nehemiah are very theologically complementary to each other. After repatriating back to Jerusalem, the Judeans were in great danger of losing their own identity as the people of the Lord. It happens to polities and ethnic groups all the time during periods of social displacement. And this was a real danger for Judah. So it was imperative for Ezra to foster this commitment to Torah and Nehemiah to repair and rebuild the city wall, as they each served as symbolic markers to Judean identity as a holy community. It made a very clear boundary for who was Judean and who belonged to the community of God, and accordingly, who would be the recipients of God's covenantal promises. <laughs>